Jesus. That was a lot louder than I thought it was gonna be, dude. That scared the, scared the shit out of me. He's awfully loud. Yeah, he's not quiet, and I can't turn him down. It. And just but came hey, out Star Trek with phaser set to stun. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the DLCS podcast. I'm Dominic Taylor, aka DT Rekt. Uh, I'm here with my co-host Infidel. Uh, Brandon Mitchum is his name, and we also got a guest today, um, Luke Dowsett, aka Sir Davener. How you boys doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> just ready to start this shit show. <laughs> what about you, Luke? I am absolutely amazing, man. Thank you guys for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to tell you all of my incorrect opinions about whatever we talk about. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, take all this with a grain of salt. We're just a bunch of dudes that, you know, like to play a video game. So a bunch of guys being dudes. Yep. <laughs> but today we kind of just wanted to get in here and chat about you know, everything, all of our experience, uh, we want to discuss a little bit of balancing. I mean, personally, I, I have a lot of, you know, a lot to say about how this last play test went, you know, as opposed to the first one. Um, I guess I'll kind of start out with uh, the balancing talk, man. It's a hairy, deep rabbit hole, but I feel like, I mean, I played, what did we all play? So I played, I played primarily fighter, this play test infidel. What did you play most of? Fighter also. Fighter also. Okay. What about yeah. you, Luke? I, uh, you, I mean, every time I played with you, it was something different, was it not? Yeah, that's <laughs> why I'm win. like, what, what yeah. would you call yourself, right? I, I think I played Ranger the most, uh, until we, until we fell short on a cleric and both you guys switched to Chad's. I, uh, I started yeah. playing Ranger or a cleric. Right. I, well, we'll start with ranger because that was my biggest uh that was my biggest beef this last play test uh and i'm kind of curious what you guys thought i had a couple situations where i felt like the ranger needed some pretty aggressive nerfs and i don't know if it was just my class or you know my play style that didn't really you know coexist with what the ranger was about uh, did you guys feel like it needed any any work or did you feel like it was fair um, I felt, I felt at times they were overpowered. Like, like I ain't gonna say that. I must say, depending on the person, um, they could be pretty brutal with the ranger class. Um, I felt like with those, with the range of the ranger class, it was really hard to get close cause they were super fast. And then also with like the three round burst, they could almost kill you instantly. Right, yeah, if they were running like a super high damage bow and they used that triple shot, if you were trying to close the gap, you were pretty much done for. Honestly, for like from playing Ranger, I, I would say playing it the most that I played any character, Ranger was the only character that kind of had to be outside the realm of realism when it came to the other characters being based off of how they would fight in real life, s slower swings, heavier swings. Ranger, to be able to make it a viable character, you almost had to give it that movie-like quality with the triple shot, with the piercing shot, with the with the snipe or, or the different kinds of bows to help you change your shooting style. Um, otherwise, you're just going to have, you know, what they would call a vassal longbowman back in the day. And if you got hit once you're done because you didn't wear armor you didn't have anything so i feel like on the the opposite side of it they had to kind of balance it with some of that movie like quality but at the same time yeah they're you know lower damage lower the shoot time for that triple shot because that is ridiculous if you were 
at all in aim labs for at any time practicing your aim you're hitting all three shots and you're immediately dead it didn't matter what character you were what do you feel like um how long was because i didn't play any ranger you know i played fighter which fighter has a perk that that's why i'm like a firm w key chad with the fighter where i feel like it's one of the better classes just for the sole fact that it can utilize weapons from kind of wherever and you know equipment that's why when people would play barb which i I feel like right now as it currently stands barb is feels pretty useless because the fighter perks with being able to use barb weapons and then fighter armor felt a slight bit op at times you know when i would run 80 90 100 protection armor but then i'm running an 80 damage barb weapon it's like i mean and i understand that the fighter does obviously get a uh, needs a little bit of that because that's his whole class right is is kind of he's a master of arms he uses whatever he can um but i i did get to use the bow a little bit and so that's kind of the hardest thing is that i don't have that triple shot so i don't really know like what's the cooldown like luke with where you played it quite a bit oh man uh so the first thing that was kind of broken to me about it was that it wasn't three separate shots. You clicked once and then all three arrows fired in rapid succession. So you click once and then it's that first shot goes wherever you're aiming. As long as you maintain that aim, it's just shot, shot, shot. It's So it's not three different clicks. That was the first broken aspect to me. The second is what you really expect when you see something like that is is in a lot of games. And, I, and one of the reasons I loved dark and darker for what it was is that it wasn't like a lot of other games but one of those debuffs that you would see with something like that is normally some type of accuracy debuff like your second shot's a little less accurate or it has a little less power um or damage debuff with each successive shot you go down in damage mm. none of that was there so each shot was the same accuracy and the same power the same damage that was probably the most one of the most broken things about it too is the fact that you you had the ability to go from you know almost a three second reload to a half a second you know shot or time in between so it it definitely was was up there and and one of those you know and of course they balanced it in my opinion they balanced it by making you know ranger one of the squishier classes you know if you get in a ranger's face it was it was pretty much your win oh 100 percent. yeah when i would get i mean infidel and i more times than i can count we, <laughs> we would get you know we target the cleric first and we would we'd take him out and then if there was a wizard we usually killed him and then we would move on to the the ranger or the other fighters or the barb and i feel like as soon as we got that ranger in a corner if he was the last one he would just basically stand still because he knew he was if he used his triple shot and whiffed him he was done like 270 80 90 damage axes swinging at you yeah that's a two shot you're done so yeah, i guess I that just, is true yeah Go but ahead. i kind of also feel like the the ranger they were super fast so like i would use the sprint from the i would put my weapons away and use the sprint from the fighter and still not be able to catch them and they would turn shoot me keep running turn shoot me keep running you know what i'm saying that is true never, yeah I was never able to catch them. So like, I think one way to balance that, especially that three shot or any of, of the bow would be to use stamina for the bow. 
Oh, either that or give them a debuff right after, immediately after they use their triple shot, they get like a, a debuff, you know, for five seconds or 10 seconds where their move speed is decreased by 25% or something like that. Well, you saw it in a lot of the, the meta builds when I, when we were, you know, killing people, uh, especially rangers or um, rogues, um, when we were killing them, they were rocking a lot of gear that was just percentage plus for movement speed. You know, because they knew you you know if you don't build into movement speed as those two classes, you are you're you're dead to rights. Mm-hmm. With any fighter, berserker, um, even a mage pulls up on you. If you don't have an escape strategy, you're you're dead to rights. But I, I, I fully agree. I, I felt like, you know, um having the different styles of bows, I felt like the triple shot should only been allowed on, you know, your smaller bows and then you have some debuff after you use it. Right, or like maybe like the bigger bows have like some kind of power shot, right? Where they're like, yeah, like kind a sniper, more something. like a crossbow, super long wind up time, but it does you know fifty percent more damage, something like that. Is there a perk like that available? I I haven't even looked through the ranger perks really. Um, if I remember correctly, there there is a perk for more powerful shots. It it wasn't to do with your weapon. Each weapon had their own base damage stats. Right. Um and and like we already established, the triple shot was a skill that you could use. So I mean, if you stack the triple shot on top of a you know, stronger bow, obviously it's going to scale with that. Um, but there were perks for for stronger shots. Um okay. hitting headshots, things like that. Um, giving you know plus percentages for those different things just your your passive perks your passive abilities okay so yeah i definitely feel like just we all kind of seem to be relatively on the same page with the ranger needing at least a little bit of work i don't need think he needs like a full you know kick him to the dirt nerf by any means but i i do think he needs some kind of debuff you know i think even one small change would probably greatly affect the balancing of how those fights were played um i mean what do you guys feel like the strongest three man that we can run is i mean is it yeah kind of in my opinion i'll see what you guys think i i think with where we played either two fighters and a ranger or two fighters and a cleric um is pretty strong as long as like you said you can close those gaps where if you can't like the one time we ran into three rangers we just got rolled immediately they all use triple shot they wiped two of us in the first five seconds and then it was 3v1 with bows, so it was like we couldn't do anything. Um, but I do feel like one of the strongest builds would be Ranger, Fighter, Cleric, you know. So what do you guys think about that? Um, either that or remove the Cleric for the Rogue, because the Rogue, this playtest, um, there was a lot of one-hit builds. They were able to literally... I played with a guy, I forget his name. I think it was Switch TV, I think. Um, he built a pretty much a one hit rogue. He was able to literally run up and if he was like in his invisibility behind you, he could literally one tap you to the head. So like there was a couple of times I died and he would one V three, all of them. Or at one point I think even like one V six, two teams. Jeez. He was able to literally one tap to the head with a good dagger and with all the buffs that they got. I know they got it. I know they got a nerf later on in the patch, but I'm not sure how that affected them. 
I feel like the last day we definitely saw less rogues. I think the most rampant class that we saw played was the ranger for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, but at the very early, you're right. The rogues and the, you know, I think rogues had leaderboard for the first day or two. Um, oh, and totally speaking of that, I mean, did you, Luke, did you deal with that bug? I mean, that was kind of, I mean, I, I commend them for how, you know, relatively quickly they fixed a game breaking bug like that with that inventory problem. Did you deal with that at all? Well, before, before we get to the bug, I will say this. Um, the the reason I found the rogue to be one of the most viable classes is because rogue just had home field advantage. If you're in a hallway with a berserker, a fighter, a cleric, there is a 50-50 chance you're hitting a wall or hitting something before you before like you follow gauge. through. Yeah. yeah, before you follow through with a swing. And rogue was just a point, you know, from chest to to attack point attack so it wasn't you weren't swinging wildly like you were with berserker as for the bug no i never i never actually dealt with it it was never i never actually had a problem with it It, even when y'all were doing it when we were playing together when we get out of a a a dungeon um and y'all were sitting there talking about it ever dealt with it i was able to always clear my inventory i was able to always sell always transfer between inventory so i was pretty lucky in that aspect yeah, I I think I dealt with it the most, which was kind of a big bummer for me, especially with where they have developed the leaderboard system. Because Brandon, you you hit top 100 players last playtest. Yeah. Um, and I was like hell bent on, I was like, you know, I'm going to take fighter, probably one of the harder classes to nail the leaderboard on just because there's so many fighters and there's a lot of really good fighters. But I was like, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit leaderboard this time. But then for the first 10 hours of the play test, I was forced using starter gear because I I couldn't once I put something in an item slot or my bag, it was locked there. It wasn't coming out. So like I even made that mistake where I would like drag something where I didn't want it. And I'm like, oh, shit, now I have a gold coin right in the center of my bag, just kind of throwing off all my, you know, all my balancing where I want to put things kind of tetris and so that's why, I mean, we did a 24-hour stream. I mean, we attempted to for that first play t- or the first chunk of the play test. And I ended up er- ending my stream early just because I was like, you know, it's the middle of the night. I've been streaming for 12 hours. Um, you know, I can't, I can't even progress, you know, right? It wasn't super great you, content. You for had me. the ooey-gooey's. Yeah, well, I was, you know, Infidel was running, you know, fairly mid to end game gear sometimes. And he's like, well, I don't really want to run it if we're not both running geared because then I just immediately got rolled. And then he's in a 1v3 scenario every fight. So it it was kind of a big, really sore spot where it sucked for me. And I don't know why I dealt with it more than a lot of other people did, because I had that bug for at least the first 15 hours of the playtest. Um, I think I think it might have been more towards like there was a lot of stuff going on, like a lot of people creating accounts and it might have been like a certain time period of accounts created, like when you created that account, maybe that oh, had that issue. Gotcha. Yeah, I had it like right away. Like as soon as we logged in, I heard, I caught wind of the bug and I was like, oh, I wonder if I have it. We came out of the first raid. I had a fat bag, probably 150 to 180 gold and i was like hell yeah this is a great start good first raid and i went to drag stuff over to my inventory and it wouldn't 
it wouldn't do anything. And so I was like, well, maybe I could sell it. And so it would let me sell some stuff. So I came into the second raid with like 75 gold in my bag and like 10 sellables and starter weapons. So when we died that second raid, I knew they were happy because <laughs> they, you know, they got a great head start. So that bug was kind of unfortunate, but I think they did fix it. None of us dealt with it after that, right? After they released the hot fix that morning, I think mine was gone. Yeah, I never, I never had the bug, so. Oh, jeez. Um, that's, that's absolutely why. <laughs> that's, that's, it's, it's their way of nerfing you, man. They had to nerf yeah. you. Yeah, they were just like, oh, this kid. No, I'm not. I'm not that good, bro. <laughs> I'm not good at make all. Sure that, they had to make sure you didn't get top 100. Yeah, right, dude. I think who was it? Yolo was Yolo Rage the one that was pretty consistently, you know, bouncing between one and two. Was he the top? Oh again yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think yeah. he played Rogue. He was Rogue. Well, there was a who was the fighter that was top of the leaderboard for a while. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry if you're listening to this. I uh, you know who you are because I think you ended either top one or two. Uh, overall for kills and it was like in the thousands which is just absolutely nuts because i think i rocked in with like 300 something so that's just crazy um how many did you end up finishing at do you remember your kills infidel um i know you were like almost double mine i think i ended up somewhere around like 150 200 somewhere around there no, you have to have more than that because I was like, I was like two eighty nine, and I know you consistently had scaled more kills than I had, especially towards the uh, the beginning. Possibly. I, I think I, I think I ended somewhere around like one twenty five ish is where I ended. In okay. The actual fighter. Oh, that's right. You board. did play. You did play a little bit of other class too. You didn't primarily only do fighter from the go, right? Yeah, I played. I played a couple. I played a played cleric again for a little while. Um, I think I tried Rogue. Do we feel like, I mean, I, I feel personally, I feel like the cleric is about where it needs to be. I mean, I've played with enough clerics and I I played as the cleric, <clears throat> but I'm too much of a W key to really ride with that class. <laughs> but I, I feel like the cleric sits good. I mean, would you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah, well, I played a lot of cleric the first play test. Um, so I, I think the cleric's in a great spot in all honesty. Um, I don't think there's a lot of things to do with the cleric. Um, the only class I think that still needs some love maybe is the wizard. I think the wizard's still really, really rough to play. Yeah, we did. I mean, we did try that. <laughs> For Remember when we tried... What I think we tried three of us or two of us running wizard and we we did like three matches in yeah. a row and immediately died every time. Wizard's super rough to play. Yeah, I think if you don't have your tanky, you know, your tanky damage up front that can kind of rotate off while you cook a spell. I I, I do agree. It's it's just a little the cooldown times on things and of that sort, you know, like the fireball takes an ungodly amount of time to just cook one and if you're in a hallway versus a rogue and a ranger you're just gonna get rolled within the first five seconds so that is true i mean what else do you feel like i mean what do you guys want to bs about i i balancing was kind of my big my big take on this right is there anything you guys feel like you need to bring up 
Um, I think fall damage needs to come into play for one. Oh yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, so we were looting the golden key room at the top of the tower, uh, and then I, we heard a I heard the cleric reviving his teammates. So I ran out to the outside, looked down, and seen him reviving, and I literally Batman the guy off the top. And literally took no damage and once tapped him as soon as I hit the ground. So I think fall damage does need to come into play somewhere. Yeah, I, I think I actually totally agree because I mean, they're going for the more realistic kind of slow, methodical, you know, choose your fights kind of gameplay and not having at least it, whether it not be, you know, like it doesn't necessarily need to be if you jump off that mid tower, you know, you just die. Right. But even adding some kind of like debuff or stamina reduction, you know, due to an injury, something well, along no those damage. lines. Yeah, no, yeah. So even if you do a little bit of damage paired with like, okay, after you take said fall damage, now you move slow for, you know, th- 15 seconds or something so that you can't just, because I did that too, where same area, golden key. I mean, that's probably one of the higher jumps where I, I think I was the only one alive. And I don't think I was, it was when I was playing with Geek but they ran off to push somebody and I was still mid like gold loot pile. And I was like, let me finish this real quick. They're like, you're fine. It's just one guy. That one guy was a ranger ended up killing both of them. And I launched myself off the top, used my sprint ability and I closed the gap and cornered him and ended up killing him. But like I, even against one of the faster classes, I mean, he, he probably saw me jump like 35 feet. <laughs> like he, he had to have been like, dude, what? Cause it's so, the yeah. same thing. Cause it's the same thing right there around it too, because there's that big like moat thing where you can jump down into that where it's really, really dark and you can't see anything. Yep. So there was a lot of times I was getting in fights with the Ranger speaking of the Ranger again. Um, and I was trying to close the gap on him and he would just jump down into there and then he and would come up one of the staircase. Yeah, and then come up one of the staircases and start shooting me again. So I just feel like something needs to happen with the fall damage so they can't just like run away, jump down a dark hole and then appear somewhere else with no issues. Right. I mean, Luke, what do you think? Do you think I mean, do you think you would appreciate some kind of fall damage system? Personally, I never dealt with too much fall damage, but I will say that I did realize something early on that verticality as a whole was was a super big meta in that game because if you had there was I want to say two different matches where I had cheese jumped my way to the top of some rubble or something and been completely out of eyesight of the torches on the wall and was a ranger and if you are able to get up anywhere high, especially like I said, out of torch eyesight, where you're not in the the um, lighting, the particle lighting anymore, uh, people are just going into panic as you shoot them from where they can't see you, um, or can't reach them. you, right? Yeah, yeah. If or they can't have to do a, a 15 second awkward cheese crouch jump to get up somewhere you're not going to have a barb doing that while you're just doinking him in the top of the head so so as far as you know verticality goes as a whole fall damage definitely needs to be applied um and there i will say that if you're going to do something like that because there there was that one room where it was three bridges 
crossing over the middle of the room and there were the three slim bridges and you could jump down to uh any one of them but in that room it was basically covered in rubble and that room often spawned a lot of exit gates or down gates um so if you had just climbed up the circle staircase in the corner of that room and gotten on the rubble you could almost see the whole room so i think you definitely need to be punished in some way after getting up there whether it be you know taking fall damage getting back down or or taking fall damage in general yeah i definitely would see that being um more of a punishing thing for using those different things i don't think they should be taken out completely and i don't think fall damage should be ridiculous but i do think um it should be a necessity uh for just for the simple fact that you know people are going to be exploiting those different things like jumping off railing to get away from a fight that then that they know they can't win otherwise or or getting into a high place and just camping it out until they you know see someone come along right i mean what's it, an idea i kind of <clears throat> i kind of thought about and i'm not sure how implementation would work but i because we've all played a lot of games with where the balancing on fall damage is is borderline horrendous right where like you know you could jump off you know this cliff and only take you know 10 health damage and it's like okay that's totally worth it you know if i'm gonna batman somebody i'll take the 10 damage because i know i'm gonna get three hits in before they can do anything but then some spots in these other games it's like you fall off a three foot ledge and your guy takes 50 health and you're like what so I do think the balancing on fall damage can be kind of awkward sometimes with, you know, different textures and different heights and things like that. And so they would definitely have to go over it with a fine tooth comb and make sure it was, you know, either a set values for certain certain heights. Because, um, I, I, you know, I'm not super familiar with how that implementation works, um, but they could add something along lines of like, you know, adding some kind of window of time where like let's say i jump off a really high place you know like maybe like a space bar or a crouch mechanic where like as soon as i hit the ground i have a very very slim window to time it correctly where i can like you know hit a roll because i mean that's fairly realistic right like if you jump off something high you're probably going to do some kind of roll to mitigate the damage you know on your legs and knees at the very least take a stagger you know, yeah, right. you That's don't want to add fall so damage, at least dagger. If you added a roll along the lines of like, okay, as long as I hit space bar, pretty much right as I hit the ground, my guy will do a roll mechanic. It'll take two and a half seconds, and then I'll be back on my feet ready to go. And I took, you know, less damage than if I just Batman myself off something, landed square on my feet. M you know, maybe then I take more damage if I didn't hit that skill check or that, you know, that space bar or crouch or whatever you want to use it as right at the right time because then you know if someone does do it as like a panic oh no like the ranger was doing in that dark area where he just you know leaped himself off of something insanely high he's probably not going to have the reaction time to just quickly roll right but if it gives you a little bit of if you're trying to plan some kind of you know top-down mechanic that you can you can kind of plan it out a little bit better to where you give yourself the time or the room to roll i also I don't know. I also believe with, you know, hand in hand with that, I feel like stagger should be something that's added in general. Um, you get in a lot of fights in that game and not just not just jumping off of things or having a stagger when you take fall damage or, or if you were to take fall damage. But there's a lot of times you get in a fight and 
just to me, if I'm swinging a, you know, a, a 12 pound, a 15 pound axe and you've got a two pound mace, you know, I feel like I should cause a lot of stagger to you, a lot of knockback, something, something of the sort to kind of differentiate in the weapon types. Just like if, say, for instance, um, something else, the, the fighter sprint mechanic. It, say if I, you know, if I'm a ranger and I hit you with an arrow anywhere, I feel like there should be some stagger. I feel like you shouldn't be cut out of your sprint mechanic, but I feel like you should have, you know, that 0.3 second stagger. Like where, a stutter step or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Where you stagger, or if a berserker hits a rogue with his axe, I feel like there should be an interruption. There should be a stagger. But I think the arrows slow you down, don't they? Like if you get hit with an arrow, they do. Yep. I'm yeah, telling you so... right now, playing ranger, it didn't matter who I hit with an arrow. If they were <laughs> bull rushing me, I was getting it regardless. See, that's interesting because I know as a fighter pushing someone. I had that ranger do that mechanic where, <clears throat> you know, I'd see him, he'd see me, I'd hit my sprint ability, I'd start closing the gap, he'd hit his triple shot, he'd doink, doink, doink me, even if I put my shield up, he'd put them all into my shield, and as I'm, you know, pulling my shield down and starting to sprint again, he was, you know, 10 feet away, he'd turn around, he'd have time to draw, place a shot on me, and then turn around, run again, place a shot on me, turn, and there was always like a slight... Um, you know, slight slowdown with if I was dead sprint towards him, every time I got hit, it was almost like a like the stamina exhaustion in Tarkov, where when you get shot, you know, it drains your stam bar. Um, maybe I was just bad at the game or bad at random. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you need to get good. Maybe the whole aim maybe, lab yeah. thing, maybe you need to go back to <laughs> aim lab. Maybe I need right. to get good. Yeah, right. Jared, no, my, yeah, I mean, it didn't there. matter. My aim was pretty spot on. I'd hit the body, I'd hit somewhere. I'd hit him in the toe. I wouldn't be cracking 90s <laughs> on people hitting him headshots. Like, that's not happening. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, I... I Well, and with where you're talking about the stagger mechanic, I know that's something that they implemented this playtest because it was supposed to be working the first playtest. They did add a, a block stagger. So, like, and I noticed that pretty heavily compared to the first playtest because the first playtest, I could run around like it was Call of Duty, right? And there was no interrupt with you know if i blocked i could if i was running a one-handed weapon and an axe i could go from blocking to mid swing within half a second and now there is some kind of stagger where if i hold a big ass shield up and someone doinks me with a 14 pound axe i took a little bit of a stagger where my guy would kind of like you know lean back and it would take me a sec to put my shield down so there was a little bit, but I do think they need to ramp it up with, with like you said, the bigger, bigger weapons. E even the, you know, when I swing that axe, I should get more of a stagger, right? Like when I lunge with it, the punishment for missing my shot should be, should be much greater, right? Like I, I missed a lot with, with those, you know, wide sweeping two-handed axes where I'd, you know, I'd miss right over their shoulder because they'd step the opposite direction. And I feel like there should be more, you know, my guy should take an extra step towards the way I swung, right? Because no matter how strong you are, if you're swinging a 25-pound axe full-fledged at somebody, you're going to have a little bit of a momentum gain in that direction, right? So I, I do agree with you. I think they need to do a little bit of balancing with the stagger that is already in because it's very minuscule as it sits. 
So, um, with with think, the ring, oh, go ahead. I was just saying the thing is, I think they still need to keep it just a little too arcadey, a little arcadey. Um, I don't think they need to go super realistic with it because if they do, they're going to have the same issues. I think that a lot of people are having with Tarkov right now, especially with me. Like I think Tarkov has gone too far. You know what I'm saying? Like I think they've gone too far with the weight and like too far with, um, was it the, uh, the inertia, the inertia. That's the word I'm looking so, for. Like I, so- I, I think it's gone too far. So like, I think, I think I don't think that they need to punish players too much to keep the game fun. Well, so the the big thing, um, and I'll touch on that just a little bit because I do have some two cents. Uh, it's more like fifty cents, but um, with the Tarkov, the the problem, you know, for those of you that are listening to this for the first time, um, Infidel and I and Sir, we all we all came from Escape from Tarkov, so that's kind of where where we you know i've got 6400 some odd hours i don't know how many how many you have infidel um, but combined we've probably got well over 10,000 hours in the game and i've played you know wipe after wipe and i watched tarkov go from where it was a little arcadey and you know you were able to shatter mask run labs um and kind of run around like it was call of duty too they nerfed everything so hard that you're zero level players it's almost unplayable. Um, and that the reason that happened was because there is, there is a, a level system, right? And so with where Dark and Darker doesn't have that, and if they don't add it, if everybody has the same punishment all the time, it's not going to feel that way. The reason it feels so bad right now is because you, you know, like yesterday when we were playing, I... I picked up that person's gear and I'm a level zero. It's just one kit. I didn't even have a full bag. I didn't have any extra loot. I just picked up her armor, bag, gun, and helmet. And I was already overweight because I have level two stamina. But your level 62 chads that are running around that have 90 plus hours to play a week, they max level their stats within the first week, right? And so they now they have no punishment. So they can run around with whatever they choose and I'm stuck where when I get that gear, I can't even compete on the same level as them. So with where Dark and Darker doesn't have that kind of level progression, and I don't know if they plan on adding it, I don't feel like it would it would do too much of too much injustice to the system, right? And I don't know, maybe you give me your your two cents on that, but I feel like that's why Tarkov kind of saw the downfall with inertia. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. I know they plan on, I know Dark and Darker plans on adding like a tech, like no, it's not really a tech tree, but like a skill tree. Um, and, and until we see that implemented, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a different story. Uh, but I don't think they're going to add like stamina and strength and all that. But I do agree now that you say that, I do kind of agree that it's more of the chads are able to run around like that one guy we were running around with the other day that y'all met in raid. I mean, he's level what sixty or fifty nine. Yeah, sixty. Yeah, yeah, 60. yeah. yeah he's and 60. was able to carry like everything under the sun. Running around the up, couch I on pick his up back. A, I pick up a water bottle, and my guy's huffing and puffing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, and that's the thing yeah. is, so 
so for those of you what we're talking about um escape from tarkov it's another extraction looter shooter i'm sure anyone listening to this you're gonna have a pretty good grasp on what tarkov is because most of us that play dark and dark are pretty actively we came from uh from battle state right um and so i i definitely think since they're not going to implement that if they had a punishment system with you know more I don't want them to add something like inertia because that was just not implemented correctly, but something along the lines of a stagger and some fall damage and something to make it just a little bit slow. Some of those fights down just a bit. I mean, because how many fights did we end, you know, in the first 10 seconds? Oh yeah. If you, if you're running good gear and good weapons, you can literally one tap, two tap players. So like if, if I go up and one tap a player and then you go up and one tap one, it's just literally over and about, 0.5 seconds yeah i mean we did that uh, quite a bit like especially if we cornered them in a room we would all push someone separately and you would hear our voice comes go one's dead two's dead three's dead okay well that fight's over <laughs> like it didn't last very long when uh, when i want to see those prolonged fights right like i i really enjoyed early tarkov because early wipe you know i mean the 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 bullet damage was not great very early on and so like you know mind you there were a lot of really broken ammos and broken guns and armors but pretty relatively some of those fights lasted you know quite some time right you you would shoot someone you would reload you would hide you would heal you'd get back in the fight and you know you would have some two three minute fights with these guys where you're counter rotating on each other you know you're trying to actually strategize where I really want to be able to do that with dark and darker. And I don't feel like a lot of the time I have the opportunity just because if I'm running gold and purple and he's running gold and purple, it's really going to be like, who gets that first swing. Right. (laughs) And then, and then it's over. If you 89% my health, even if I hit you once your second hit, you're killing me. So if they, if they do a little bit of the balancing with that aspect, because I, I do feel like, I mean, Luke, how'd it feel with the bows? But I do feel like a lot of the two-handed weapons, the damage wasn't scaled correctly. Like, I would go on the dummy, and I'd be using a 90 damage axe that has some crazy perks on it. And I'd be hitting for, like, 120 head, and then a rogue would be with me, and he'd be like, yeah, my damage, my dagger's doing 240. I'm like, how does that how does that make any sense? So, I mean, did the bows feel that way, too? Did you ever play with the dummy at all to see your damage I- numbers? I feel like with the bow and the rogue, you have to remember um, some of their passive skills were crit. So, um, however the math worked behind it, if you're hitting headshots with a bow and say your bow is, you know, 30, 32 damage and you're hitting a headshot, but you also have crit value, you know, you could, that headshot could turn from 30 to 50 real quick. Mm-hmm. And same same with the dagger and the dagger having the poison or the the bleed effect. Uh, you know, you you just run into, and that's that's a normal thing in a lot of games is you run into, you know, stronger, more base value weapon damage. You're gonna have lower crit percentage. You're gonna have lower crit chance just because you have that base value weapon damage. You're running a ninety damage axe. You're gonna have you know almost no crit. Whereas if you're running, you know, a 30, 40, 50 damage dagger or bow, but you're running, you know, high crit value, high crit chance, you're going to be hitting those higher crits. It's it's more, 
And I feel like Darker and, Dark and Darker did a really good job at this. Um, it was more of balancing those low base value damage weapons with crit um, to keep up with, you know, those heavy hitters, you know, those one shot axes if they caught a rogue off guard or caught a, a ranger off guard. But I feel like for me playing as ranger, I feel like my damage scaled pretty well. But at the same time, I feel like if I hit my triple shot with no devalue to damage, I feel like there was a lot of times that I was just putting arrow after arrow after arrow after arrow into people and, and nothing uh, to no avail. Right. I mean, what was what was the highest damage bow you think you ran last time? Uh, I think it was 47, and it was a long bow. Oh, yeah, um, we need to get you a better bow then, Chief. <laughs> it was hard, man, because if y'all, if, if at all y'all went down, then, then it was game over for me. It was to either immediately find a portal, and, and it, it, was, it was a choice I had to make quickly, because if y'all, if I saw that y'all were losing a fight, and I didn't leave immediately, as y'all were losing that fight, then I was going to die, too. If we were winning the fight, then I could stay. The difference was is that I didn't have a lot of movement speed. A lot of my shots were, you know, were, you know, DT sidestep real quick. I'll put a shot in. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a lot of me initiating fights. So so a lot of the times looting and, and finding good bows, uh, especially just in passing, especially if we won fights or if we didn't. A lot of people at the beginning, when I played the most, didn't even run Ranger. You saw a lot of rogues, a lot of fighters, a lot of berserkers. Um, it didn't become until, like I said, late game that rogues had dropped off and Rangers had picked up. Right. Well, and I saw that a little bit with where, like, I think you probably would feel a little differently if we got you a better bow. Um, so maybe that was a little bit of our bad. <laughs> we didn't have our ranger had the best bow because I think there were several times where I had like a fifty-five plus damage bow i mean i i had up to a 61 damage longbow that was um that was purple that had some pretty crazy stats and i was i mean it kind of sucked when i lost that um because that bow was like one and a half shotting mobs which i mean quickly removing mobs from the equation is i think something that people don't realize you know that can turn the tide of a fight very quickly right you know like if someone pushes us while we're fighting mobs and tries to third party us if we're able to end that mob battle within you know four or five seconds of them pushing us now all our attention's on them where when we had the more low base damage weapons now we've got mobs aggroed on us and we've got players doinking us with bows from 30 yards it we lost that fight a couple times so I do feel like we did need to get you a better bow so you could have felt... Because the triple shot with a 50-plus damage bow, I know, hands down, if someone hit me three times in the chest, it didn't matter what I was wearing. I was I was dead to rights. I had that happen. I mean, when I ran all gold, almost all gold, I was wearing one purple. I died to that exact thing. I Infidel was stuck in uh, a trap in a door, which... Don't even get me started on the hunting traps because I think those need a little bit of work and we can talk about that in a sec. But he got trapped in the door and I was over his shoulder trying to doink with a bow while he was untangling himself. 
And I saw that Ranger use his triple shot and it went from, you know, both of us in the fight to both of us were dead within half a second. I mean, we didn't even have any time to react. As soon as he cued that ability, it was game over. So he had to have been using a very, very high damage bow that just paired with that ability was just devastating. And I was wearing, you know, I was wearing a 98 protection armor that should have some merit to a, to, you know, to a stone arrow arrow or an iron arrow. (laughs) But I also feel, so talking about loot and talking about that, that's where I think rogues come into a massive play because they don't need lock picks. Um, I actually died. I actually got out of a raid, but I spectated a couple guys that went down to the hell area they were running two rangers and a rogue. Um, and then just watching the loot that the rogue pulled for those guys was insane without having to have a lockpick. You know what I'm saying? So I feel, I don't know, I feel that's really weird too because it was, they were pulling legendary items out of chest with no repercussions because he doesn't need a lockpick. And lockpicks mm-hmm. are so hard to come by. So if it's, I think if they're going to do that, they need a way to craft lockpicks in my opinion. Oh, I, I totally agree. For me, it wasn't even worth using until I had like five or six lock picks at one time and I could come in with a bunch of them in my pocket because you're totally right. Or they need to make it so that a lock pit is not a single use break item. You know, they need to add maybe some durability to where it's like, okay, one lock pick. If it's going to be that hard to find one, then it needs to be like, okay, this one lock pits get four uses before it breaks because there were a lot of times where I... I would use a lot of the one lock pick I had, I would miss the skill check for whatever reason, whether it was the skill check was right at the start of the bar. And so the thing was already virtually past it before I even had the opportunity to click space bar or I got shot mid, you know, skill check by a bow. And now I'm, you know, I'm missing that skill check again. And then lock pick breaks and I can't even get into the chest. So I agree with you either. They need to make it so they're easier to find and you can have more of them or they have some kind of durability stat to where you can use them a couple times before they break. Cause the rogue with the rogue being able to just open everything. It is a little, a little obnoxious <laughs> for sure. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, like, well, what, I, what I'm saying, like he literally found gold bows, gold armor for like everyone. It was, it was insane. The amount of loot that was pulled out of the hell it was just them three. <clears throat> so they, they went in pretty kitted, so they were able to kill the mobs pretty easily. But then just the amount of loot that was pulled out was pretty From insane. From one raid. Yeah. From one raid. So, like, I, I'm... Next playtest for the first playtest, I played um, the healer and then the cleric, and then I played fighter. I'm probably going to play rogue next playtest just to just to get that experience. I, I like to change every playtest just to kind of see where each one stands. Right. Yeah. Um, Luke, wh- what's your thoughts on, I mean, did you play with lockpicks at all or, or anything like that? Found a few lockpicks. I never, I, I think I got to use one. Every time I found <laughs> them, we, we were usually in the library and then, you know, we would get third party or we'd get a team run up on us while we're trying to kill the lich. The wizard? Um, the, or the, yeah, yeah, the, the fire mage guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it never, I never got a chance to use him. I did play rogue a little bit and was able to unlock anything, but the skill check surprise 
when I used the first lock pick was <laughs> meth. I was like, man, I got a lock pick. I'm gonna go back and open this, you know, this this chest and then thunk. And I was pick. like, oh man, uh, no one told me there was a skill check. <laughs> the log pick's gone. Well, and that skill check wheel is like I said, I think, you know, five times out of ten, that the skill check window would be, you know, on the right side of the circle, and my arrow would be already like mid bar, almost past it as soon as the window came up. So I'm like, oh shit, oh frick, I missed it. And then my you know, my lockpick's gone. <laughs> So I, I do agree. The skill check is kind of maybe maybe it's just more balancing on the skill check where, you know, you get like maybe two rotations of the arrow going around so that if you do get one that starts right at the beginning, you have, you know, one second to recoup and make sure you hit that skill check. So, yeah, like I, said, that, I think that I think the skill check would be fine if and I don't know if their plan is to add any type of crafting into the game or anything like that, but I think if they was to add crafting and you could loot just metal scrap or something from the from it and then craft lock picks or but i i do think crafting does need to come in the game even if it's crafting weapons that type of stuff i just think it would be a fun mechanic or yeah even let me even let me scrap my uh scrap the weapons i don't want right you know like if i get a really good weapon for another class and i don't feel like sitting in the trader for you know, for 45 minutes trying to get someone to bite on it. Um, you know, let me let me scrap it, right? Let me let me get some metal and some leather and something to craft a lockpick with. Or, we you know, maybe great. put it, craft it into a better weapon down the road when I get, you know, t- say I scrap 10 purple weapons out of my class, maybe I can now craft one purple weapon for my class. Something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, tr- trade the trade thing definitely needs to come up in the next the next episode. That could be a whole episode in itself. The way that thing works, we could talk about yeah <laughs> the, the UI and how it yeah. feels like you're in a you know a bizarre. Like a, and I feel like I'm in a Yahoo chat room back from 1990s. <laughs> Dude, yeah, just bidding on to the highest bidder with an infinite yeah. scroll. Yeah, that's uh, that was pretty rough. Like, I almost stopped trading entire. If it wasn't so fruitful, I would not have sat in there for sure because it was pretty yeah, aggravating. But I made so much money from that; it was insane. That's the oh only thing. That was gosh. the only good part about it. If you could actually, like, when you tried to, I think the buying yeah. was more frustrating than the selling. Trying to, like, as it's infinitely scrolling, trying to click on someone's name and and you know, invite to trade while there's a hundred other people trying to do the same thing. Oh, it was rough. (laughs) So yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, do you guys feel like, do you feel like there's anything else we, we kind of want to touch on this last play test before, you know, before we do our, our, our Q and a with, uh, before we start asking some questions to the devs. No, I, I think there were some great improvements. Um, I think what they, what they're doing is a great game. Um, I, I have full faith in what they're doing. I think I mean, there's what I think there's like three or four of them that's actually creating the game um, and they're creating it out of a gym. So it's kind of insane what they've already done and what they've um, just from what it was a month apart and the, the improvements they made between each one. I've just, I mean, I would like, I'm excited to see what happens the next one because they did wait, I think two months for this next one to come out in the middle of December. So pretty excited for what they have planned. From what y'all have told me so far about the first playtest, because this is my this was my first playtest, it seems like 
not only are they dedicated to actually making the game itself, but they're dedicated to making a good game. So I, I feel like for as much as we could sit here and talk about, you know, what's all, you know, might be a little broken, might need fixing, uh, all the things that we can say is good and, and is and is bad about the game. I feel like they also, um, even though we're doing it on a podcast, they also sit down and, and whatever their office meeting is, and, and they probably go over the exact same things. They just sound like the team to actually sit there and brainstorm because y'all say, uh, you and Infidel both say that the the improvements have been, you know, massive compared to the first play test. So I feel like everything that, that we could talk about or will talk about, we'll just see as if magic change in the next play test. Right. Well, and, and so obviously take, you know, the point of this, this podcast, right. was, you know, and, and we didn't really, we did a little bit in the introduction um, episode, which for those of you listening, I apologize. It was not great. Right. We're new to this. You know, we're just a bunch of guys that like to play video games and we had this harebrained idea to try to do, you know, some quality content for you guys to listen to, um, you know, on top of our full-time plus jobs, cause we all have them. But we, you know, take all this with a very small grain of salt. We, we, it's a lot of criticism that we're placing in this episode specifically. You know, it's all, oh, this needs to change. This needs to change. But I'm still so happy with just the direction that this game is taking and what Iron Mace is doing with where, I mean, what really snagged me was reading their mission statement on their website, um, which let me see if I can quickly pull up kind of while I'm talking, um, just because I think what these guys are all about is just absolutely phenomenal with where they're not doing the cash grabby thing. You know, they're trying to stay away from what AAA studios are doing right now. And keep in mind that all of this is is from our personal experiences. It's it's case by case basis. It's dungeon raid by dungeon raid. You know, other people might have a completely different basis, might think that you know the rogue and the 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 ranger is underpowered might think you know this is just from our personal experience it's no negativity behind it whatsoever oh absolutely yeah I, and that's why i'm trying to pull this up um yeah there's there's actually, quickly like actually right now there's like no other game i'd rather be playing than that game it's it's so good dark and darker is actually a really really good game um, and especially being in the, the early, early stages of the stages that it's in now, and being able to oh. say that statement that that it is a phenomenal game is is yeah just shows you the dedication behind the work put into it. Yeah, well, and that that was the biggest thing about like just kind of their whole thing is they said that they you know and we'll touch on this. I'm I am going to ask Terrence a, a little bit about this right because we got we've had not a whole lot of insight on who these guys are and what they do, but I, I do firmly believe that they're all in it for the right reasons. Um, they're not developing this game as a form of income, you know, naturally with a, with a game blowing up as this one has, that's going to come right. You know, they're going to be able to, to full fledged do this as a full-time job and they're going to be busy all the time, just keeping this game active and live. But they're doing it for the right reasons. It sounds like they're just a bunch of friends that have all worked on very large projects and they all kind of came together and said, Hey, you know, we, let's put all of our really good ideas together and let's make a game that's for gamers. Right. And so that's why when I play, you could tell, I mean, if you have played it, you know, if you're new to this, this whole category or genre, welcome, 
but that was the biggest thing you could tell right away as soon as i mean as soon as you press w in this game you can feel dude it flows it plays really dang well for a game that has had very little play time you know in really in the grand scheme of things it's been live for a very very small amount of time compared to the other games out there and it already runs better than a lot of them <laughs> so i i do i have a huge appreciation for what these guys are trying to do yeah and speaking of that we're about to i mean we're about to see what a triple a studio actually does in this type of genre uh actually tomorrow with dmz so we'll see what a multi-million dollar studio does and i don't think it's gonna hold a candle to what this team has already done in my opinion oh absolutely yeah absolutely i i I'm like don't get me wrong i'm excited for dmz just because i i love that the gaming community as a whole is kind of starting to lean into this whole genre right with tarkov kind of being one of the first successful extraction shooter games um, and it's it's refreshing to see Iron Mace dipping into a melee version of that because I've wanted it for so long. <laughs> and so maybe that's why I like it so much. But it, it is just really, really cool to see. I, I mean, I guess I don't really have a whole lot else to say about it, but I'm just excited. And I think we all are. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, I don't I don't really have anything else. Luke, do you have anything else you wanted to bring up before we uh no we get I think spot out of here <laughs> I think i I think I had all my pieces stated. I appreciate you guys for for having me on no it was it was uh it's fun game. I'm ready to see where it goes and I'm ready to keep playing it with you guys heck yeah guys well hey i I'm gonna go ahead and, and just say goodbye to everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are the DLCS Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in with us today while we went through that shit show. (laughs) But you guys have a great one, and don't forget to go ahead and like this episode and go ahead and save it for us. Give us that five-star rating on Spotify. It really helps us out and helps us grow the podcast. But we'll see you guys. 